It's the Favorites Podcast presented by FanDuel. It's NFL playoff time, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use, and because they're offering exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. And when I win with FanDuel, I get paid fast. Plus, FanDuel is now live in Ohio. So use promo code favorites and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Must be 21 or older and in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined as I am every episode by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter, who has already come out on Twitter and said, listen to the show live on AMP because we got some big, big news and we do have news related to the podcast. Um, much more importantly, uh, just breaking now as we sat down to record this was news from Cincinnati that DeMar Hamlin, the Bills safety who needed CPR on Monday night in the Bills-Bengals game, has shown remarkable improvement, appears to be neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal. Uh, He is awake and holding hands with family members. His agents told CNN. So that's great news. We were all trying to figure out how are we as members of the media, how are we as fans supposed to feel about all this? other than being devastated by what we saw on Monday night. And then how do we cover games? How do we bet on games? What is the NFL going to do? Um, a lot of our feelings aren't going to change about what we saw, but remarkably good news that uh, he seems to be recovering uh, and on pace to to make a full recovery, which is great. Simon, you got some news. You, I, I had no idea. Uh, you tweeted it out this morning and then Matt Mitchell and I in Slack were like, I wonder what the news is. I have no idea. And so we sat down to record the show and you shared the news. Please share it with everybody else. So uh, people are on pins and needles. Yeah, it was a test and you both failed. A test that you both failed. I, I wanted to see if you guys could wait. You could not wait for the show. You both They both made me tell them before we came on air. Where's the trust, boys? I mean, come on. Year four. Listen. You are a you are a fucking wild card man. I have, yeah, remember, right. remember. Do you remember the one person who was the most afraid of doing this show live was you, for fear yeah. of what you were going to say that might, that might get us both canceled, that might get you fired. I've you turned know? it way down though. You did. Like pe- people don't impressive. know this, I'm up for a contract right now, so I turned it way down just because I'm trying to get paid, and then we'll be back to the old ways. Don't you <laughs> oh, worry, Jesus Jeff. Christ. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, they both failed. They both wanted to know the info. So long story short, 
I go to do our picks. The same routine every week where I do our picks. So the games end. I check the games to see where we're at in the standings or where we're at pick-wise. And then me and Chad do our show twos, and then I log in Wednesday to do our picks. So I go to log in, do our picks, and they're gone. The, the the contest is gone. And I panic, and I find out the hard way, Chad, the contest is over. Last week was the last week. When I checked after the Bengals and Bills game, it was a glitch, I guess, because that game had gotten canceled, where it looked as if we still had a week left, and we didn't. So sadly, the contest is over to all our great fans. And we decided we're still going to do five picks, right, this week? We're still going to do five picks. We're not going to put them in the app because we want to have fidelity to the contest, but we will make the picks that we want to make today. Because we get people always complain. They're like, oh, they changed their picks. Go to the app. Nothing's yeah. changed. Nothing's exactly changed. see what we did. Two years ago, as our loyal fans know, me and Chad hit 60% for the season. We came in 24th place. 60% for the whole season came in 24th, uh, 24th place. I had a nice little payday from that. This year, it was double the amount of people entered. So over 4,000 people entered this year. Chad and I finished 116. So out of 4,000 people, 116. Uh, we did make the money, but it's not the money like we made. I think two years ago, we got 4K and a check. This year, $213. <laughs> Last week killed us. We went 50 of 80. So 62.5% for the season. So we did better. Than we did two years ago, but the competition was that much stiffer, sadly. It, it was different, too. The contest we were in, you could have multiples, which the, the year we made it really far, you couldn't. I mean, this one guy, this one group, let's see what their name is. We'll give them a shout-out because they, they end up winning it. Investor Only 55. Investor Only 55. He had three in the top ten. So this guy wow. was really, really good. He ended up winning it all. He, he won at 72.5%. Crazy. So he got... Again, we went 50 of 80. He went 58 of 80. So just an incredible season. You know, great year for me and Chad. I'm I'm bummed out that the last week we we didn't we didn't put together, we didn't make it into top money. But um I, I would say I'll never complain about a season we go 62%. Uh we know how hard it is. I know the fans know how hard it is. So yeah, two out of three years, 60%. We'll be back at it next year and we'll talk to it. Um We'll figure out what we're going to do next year for the contest if we need a proxy or anything like that. But I would say we, we love doing it, and it, it was a fun year doing it. And it's it's always a heartbreak when you don't win it. We get how hard it is. So 62.5%. I'm shocked that didn't get us into the top uh, 20%, but I mean top 20, but it's just it's stiff competition. So uh, always looking to improve. All right. So, A, congrats to Investor Only 55. <laughs> we got we we got to find whoever that is and you know bring him on the fucking podcast and hire him at the Action Network. So if you're listening, Investor Roller fifty five, you know, get in touch. Uh, <laughs> congrats on seventy two percent. But also thinking about it, so we go fifty and thirty, right? Sixty two and a half percent against the spread. Five games every week. That's just fucking hard. Like. <laughs> Let's put it in context. Put it in context. You win 53% against the spread. You're making money yep. as a professional better. Most betters are not going above 55, 56%. Even if you do that, you're one of the best betters in the world. So doing it at 60% and above, that's fucking insanity. But also think about this. 58, 50. That's 
one and a half hands of games that we can count <laughs> over the course of a year. Oh yeah, easily. Easily. Now the no, flip side brutal. is there's probably eight other games that we, you know, ended up on the right side on for a variety of fluky reasons. So it all evens out. No, we 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 got to remember those eight that we missed. Yeah, I was gonna say, gotta blame the Jacks. Like that that they killed us mid season. We kept getting on them because we kept saying the value was there. But there's a couple teams like that. I, I told you I went through it, and it's just um, we'll do even more of a recap next uh, next week once we know all the seating. Because I went back yeah. and I finally listened to our August show, which was just hilarious to listen to us. Um, not that we're both beat down at this point, but we you could hear the love and excitement we had for football. And at this point, after 18, 19 weeks, I'm just so ready for the playoffs. Um, it's just funny listening back. But, yeah, I'll never, ever complain about a 62.5%. I'm just pissed. Like you just said, we are so close. And, like, I can see all those little games and all those little mistakes, which this notebook I keep filling up every year. I add more to it. Uh, this this was year three of me and Chad doing a full-time. I'll take it. Two out of three years, 60%. Uh, pretty Pretty damn good. Uh, Matt Mitchell is sending us notes uh, that we should make a comment that we do have an advantage in that the the lines often lock on Wednesday. So we're betting some lines where we're getting some closing line value, you know, half a point here, half a point there. The flip side is a lot of times we're not. Exactly. I was going to say, I totally disagree. Whatever. When anyone, someone says that, I always disagree where there might be the off chance we get half a point of value. You can go through all our picks, count it up. I counted five games the entire season that came down to the line closing. And I counted two games, two games. We gave out five games every week that we got a number that other people didn't get and that it mattered to the spread. So I get when people complain about that stuff. I think that's the, I got nothing to say. I don't know much about sports betting. So all I'm going to do is talk about closing line value. That's the honest truth. Like if you harp on closing line value, you're a sucker and you're a long-term loser. It's like, yeah, it matters. I load up on games, irrelevant, irrelevant, where it's like, we we were going to talk about a game today. Me and Chad loaded up on the Broncos at three and a half. That line is completely flipped. I will take the Chargers at three. Am I going to be like, oh, it's because of my closing line value the whole time? No, it's like we took a position now and playing it. There's certain weeks where that does really matter. Overall, Anytime someone complains, they said we gave out those lines on Tuesday or Thursday show. So it's like, I get where they're coming from, but I hate when people bitched about that to us where it's like half the time we we took lines because it was great value. It didn't work out for us. So like, that's why most of the year half we never changed. I think, I think we probably, <laughs> we probably ended up like we could have ended up top 50. Like we were most of the year. Yeah. If we didn't chase lines, if we hadn't been sort of so enamored with, a lot of games where we fucking threw Atlanta in there this past weekend because of that. I bet there's five games over the course of a week over the <laughs> season that we could pinpoint that we lost that we lost on. But a lot has to do with the model too, though, brother. We're like, I do, I do some gut betting. I do bets off other people. A lot of a lot of my bets and chat as well comes down to I'm playing a model. So it just that's the same thing with the Atlanta one where I don't want to do it either, brother. But I had four and a half in my model. It was three and a half. The line had all gone up to six and a half. I was like, all right, we're getting crazy value here. Um, so I completely agree, though, where that that feels like the lazy man argument against our show, where all of you listening, you can enter these contests. See how hard it is. Pick five games every week. You can pick them on Wednesday or Tuesday, whatever the contest locks. Try to go 60%. It's brutally tough. Uh, I promise you that much. At the end of the day, we finished 116th out of 4,000 
contestants, that's top 2.9% of all contestants. I'll take top 2.9%. Top 3%? I don't mind living a top 3 percentile life. You You're know living good top 3%. I don't mind it. I would have liked higher. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm betting pissed. is betting. People can probably tell I'm a little snippy because I'm just mad that it's over. Uh, reminder, Foxhole, we had the Browns plus two and a half. Simon says we had the Titans plus six and a half. Exec decision, you mentioned the Broncos. We're going to get into it. I chose the Broncos plus three and a half. That line is now Chargers plus two and a half. A lot of flipping going on. Um, we will make a big balls. We will do our scooch roulette. We will do our money line round robin parlay. But first and foremost, we're going to get to Sharp Calls. Hello, who's there? I'm talking. Ring, ring, telephone ring. Somebody said, baby, what you doing? It's a tough week where a lot of these lines are bouncing. We got a bunch of QB news. We did that show, what was it, Tuesday night, and a bunch of QB news kind of came out and like during Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Tuesday morning, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon. We've seen all these lines shift, really, and then a couple lines haven't really shifted at all. The sharp calls, a couple of them are dead numbers, so it doesn't help anyone at all. People all over the Broncos, I feel like we talked about it where – you took the number just in case it shifted when news came out that Chargers might be sitting starters. And that's exactly what happened. So that was one where I think we both on the show, we were going to bet as many plus threes and a half as we could find. And to no one's surprise, it completely shifted. So that was one of the more sharp, sharp called, sharp degreed bets of the week. A game I, I told Chad I needed more calls on was that Carolina Panthers game. The, the pros love the Saints. Uh, they love it. I'm scared because I like the Panthers kind of, but I'm not going against them. Uh, I don't even know. It's up to like five different smart groups that came in on uh, this number. And then one guy came in on the opposite side, took the Panthers up plus four. I'll end up probably in the Saints, but it's, it may be that one I'll just stay away from just because it's it's really split. But pros, I can tell you right now, they're going to come in on this Saints team. Uh, game we didn't talk about, surprisingly, was Atlanta. I know a couple of really smart groups have come in on Atlanta. Um, that was the one game we missed by accident. Uh, so maybe we could talk a little more about that one. I kind of had an opinion on it where I was going to take Atlanta because it felt like they were going to play the starters. Like they're they're one of those teams that just play hard regardless, especially with a rookie quarterback in there. Um, on the flip side, Tampa's resting. I mean, everything I've read, it seems like Tampa's uh, not playing that one. So um, that's a game we'll definitely have to touch on. And then a game we love that all the pros are going to love. Tennessee. We said earlier in the week, I thought Tennessee was going to be just a pro bet game. The fact that it wasn't seven was kind of a telling sign. Um, it felt like it kind of let you know that early money was going to come in on them. I think Chad looked it up and said that all the money had come in early on Tennessee. And that's what I expected. I just feel like that was the normal play where every, every guy is going to have that part, that six point parlay this week of, um, I mean, I have to go through it, but I know like the chiefs were in there and they bumped that all the way up to nine and a half, but I, I was not shocked that to hear so many pros on Tennessee, but I was honestly the the Atlanta one threw me for a little bit of a loop just because that's an interesting position to take. Um, and the fact that I didn't really have anyone backing us with Cleveland, um, maybe they want the three, but I feel like two and a half is a fair number. If you can get the three, obviously that's great, but I thought that was going to be more, more bet this week. And as, again, we're early. This is, you know, it's not even one o'clock noon yet, East Coast on a Thursday. But for the amount of bets I usually take in this week, I was just shocked. Um, 
that so few have come in on the Browns. I, I do really still like this spot of this Browns team. All right. So um, let's talk about the Broncos first. Broncos sure. plus three and a half. Look, we like the Broncos plus three and a half. At least I did. Uh, on Tuesday, not in, in a vacuum, right? The Chargers being on the road, being favorites on the road. The Broncos have been a team that we have backed pretty consistently all season long. Yeah. Um, especially as pretty really big favorites um this past weekend, especially. And I just feel like again, in a vacuum, their defense is really good. The Chargers offense has been struggling, even if it is Justin Herbert and sort of a wide array of complimentary talent on the edges yeah. and Austin Eckler. Now I think this game is flipped. I, I I haven't seen news about the Chargers resting, but I do know that their seeding is dependent upon what happens earlier in the day. Right. So it's entirely possible they know what they're they know what they need to win to get better seeding, or they could win and nothing will happen depending on earlier games. I think that's why it's flipped, right? Am I missing something? Hundred percent. So it's like the easiest thing ever. If you want to bet like a pro, a pro is always taking the money where you can. You literally, if you bet, I don't even know. If you bet one year, if you bet one unit on the three and a half. You take the three. You just take the three in the Chargers right now, and you hope for that middle, or if it lands on a push, so be it. But it's the exact thing what Chad just said. If the Ravens or – I forget what the scenario is, but the Ravens or the Bengals, one of them pulls an upset or vice versa. If the Bengals win, the Ravens lose. I guess they don't need a play if the Ravens lose. But if the Ravens win, they can move up a seeding. So that's why the Chargers would have to win this game to keep that uh, seed in the five-hole, I guess. So, And I could be wrong because I'm not the best with the playoff scenario stuff, but – just looking at this movement, Chad just said it, like we'll take the dog. And I took the under as well, where if Herbert sits even better, this will be a low total. Don't know how many defensive players are going to rest either the Chargers, but could just already see this being a low scoring game. The Denver is the bet. I think Denver is going to win this game. Obviously, it changes everything now if it is going to be Herbert. So that's that's the thing. If you've already missed the value on Denver, you can just sit it out. And then once you have more clarity, maybe bet the number before the game. Do you feel like you take the two and a half for the Chargers right now, or do you wait? Do you wait until Sunday when you sort of get a better sense of what the Chargers might do based on their seating? Yeah, and because and also I just don't tell people to buy points. I hate telling people to buy points, um, like buy half a point to make it three if you could get two and a half. But I wouldn't fault you if you did it. I just play the number. So like to me, if if I already missed the three, I would throw a little on the two and a half. But just if I'm already locked into three and a half, that's the big bet. So yeah, instead of putting half a unit on the two and a half, maybe only put whatever point two yeah. on the the two and a half, just because it's it's a key number, but it's not as key as three. Obviously, just mathematically, you know, the math doesn't work out where it lands more on three than it does at two. Yep, interesting game, fascinating game. Fast this whole weekend, there could be a lot of spots where yeah, I love these kind of games. You might want to wait, right? I just love these games where everyone's hoping for a middle. And the book, just because they're so sharp at this time of the year, they're just, they're dreading that. They're just so, they're going to be right on the middle. Another game, and I always reference uh, Chris Raybon and Stucky in the Action Network podcast. Stucky had a really good point about the Lions Packers. And we, we liked, we talked about this the other day. We like the Lions at, <clears throat> at four and a half. Yeah, we're a couple of suckers. Regardless of the scenario, right? Because yeah. the Lions will know before the game whether or not they're in the playoffs or they're playing spoilers because of the Seahawks. 
uh, earlier in the day. Seahawks win. Lions and it's screwed out. up, but honestly, is it better, Chad? I want them to be the spoiler. Like, them playing for the playoff makes me more nervous than being a spoiler. Them spoiler spot, yeah, to me is great. Right. But I, but that's what I think. I think, and Stucky made a really good point, it's very possible Seahawks win. Lions know they're only going to be spoilers. The line shoots up from four and a half to five and a half to six and a half because people think the Lions won't play for anything. But if you're paying any attention, you know the Lions are going to go balls to the wall yeah. no matter what. So you might want to wait and see if you can get an even bigger number as the game nears kickoff if you know what's happening with Seattle. Yeah, and Matt just hit us on the slack that about people parlaying these things together, um, like different scenarios about different teams, how they're going to make the playoffs, and those exact scenarios need to happen for them to make it. I love doing that stuff. I'll never bet Seahawks to make the playoffs, whatever it is right now, plus 120. I'll parlay the scenarios together because that's the better value. Last year was one of the, not the funnest year I can ever remember, but it's close to it. And it sounds stupid, but that tie scenario in the last game of the year, that was a real bet that came down to the wire. They were in overtime. The clock was ticking down. There was like a minute to go. And that legit scenario was there of them. The Raiders were going to run the clock out. And the coach of the Chargers did something no one will ever understand. He took a timeout, shot himself in the foot. They end up losing Chargers, they make the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. Same thing this year. I'll do those weird bets with all of you. Like, there's shows that are way more in-depth on that kind of betting style. Uh, and people do write-ups, too. I think Action does a really good write-up about incentive betting, which is you bet certain player props for incentives. Obviously, the books have caught on to it, right? They bumped the props up. Still do it. Like, they still, over the last three years doing it, I don't know if it was Sean, uh, Sean that did it last year, but one of our guys had an article where it was like just all every you could pick your own pick your own bets, but it literally told you every single player and what their incentive was pretty much for why they were playing for what in the prop market. Same thing this year, like shop for that stuff as well. It's obviously there's no foolproof plan, but it's been profitable over the last three years to me. So that's one of those where I just like I'm on the lookout. I'm not going to bet every single thing people give out, but it's like they make sense if the matchup favorites favorites it as well um yeah bet, bet those different props on players playing incentives because that's a real thing these people are humans they're friends i mean everyone knows that famous clip of uh brady talking to gronk and gronk saying like i need two more catches to hit the million dollar and gronk's like i got you baby uh, brady said i got you and they literally go in back-to-back plays and they go off the field and that was it for them for the season so definitely something to keep an eye out it's it's fun betting that and the playoff scenarios yeah no it's totally true and we did have a story about that and we'll update that uh for this year. What about luck rankings? You got anything good for me this week with luck rankings? Because you guys killed it last week with that. I haven't seen the luck rankings yet this week. But I did cut you off with the about Stucky in their show. We were talking about the Lions and the and the Packers. They're with us, they're against us. They were with us on the Lions, but also Stucky was making the really good point that it might be worth waiting because you might get a better number later right. in the day. You probably the won't go move down. It against. It won't go down to four, like it won't go below four. It could, but I don't think I'll go below three and a half. Right. So you, you're if you want to wait, you'll still get the lines at yeah. a good number, and you might get them at a better number depending on what happens. It was their point. No update for the lunk rankings yet. All right. <laughs> yeah. So the other game that we that you got sharp. Oh, sorry. Like what I was going to say about the luck rankings though is if you've been tracking it, it's a hundred percent something to keep your eye on for the playoffs because that stuff does matter in the playoffs. Like teams, you'll see that like they've. Not that they that Green Bay's turned their luck, but you've kind of seen that these last couple of weeks they were a team that was crazy unlucky if you followed our charts all season, 
And these last couple of weeks, it's kind of regressed back to the meme for them where they're getting luckier. Things are bouncing Green Bay's way. So definitely something to follow uh, in the playoffs. Check out the luck rankings. Looking to get more out of the NFL this season? Well, now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Jesus, $1,000. That's free bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to touchdown scores to over-under yards. For example... This week, my favorite bet is Denver plus three and a half. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. FanDuel is also now live in Ohio, so make sure you get in on the action with great offers just for you now and throughout January. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bets when you join FanDuel with promo code FAVORITES. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and in select states first. Online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. I'm surprised as you are that people haven't come in on the Browns given the trends of Mike Tomlin as a favorite, given how- Spoiler trend. Spoiler trend given that it's divisional teams. The number? This division specifically, these games end up being, the underdogs end up playing really well in these games. So I'm still comfortable with the Browns. Yeah, and I just thought it was interesting where the the pros I did talk to, they're like us. They've come in on the Browns at two and a half, coming on at two. Some of them even got threes. I want to touch three for a little bit, but – I just think two and a half is a great number for this game that we know exactly what it's going to be. It's just going to be a close slug it out game. That's going to come down to a field goal and two and a half. We've seen it plenty of times. Now these weird scores, these 14, 13s, these, uh, you know, really random games and these missed extra points. So the two and a half does matter. The fact that they're not getting to three though is kind of telling, like it feels like they know the big money will come in if it touches three again. So they just keep leaving at two, two and a half. Um, one of those where if we were doing our contest pick this week, I guarantee it would be one of our five. It's just it's a game I really like. It's a spot I really like. And it's not that it feels right that uh, Pittsburgh won't make the playoffs, but it feels like they are definitely – them them, them are the Patriots getting the seventh seed. They feel like a seventh seed team. They're both teams with tons of question yeah. marks that are tough as shit, that have good, really good coaching, right? Tomlin, Belichick. They'll drag these corpses of a team across that finish line. Um, it's 
it's tough going against Tomlin, but I feel like Chad nailed it where it's like we love Tomlin as a dog, especially at home. Usually we fade them in these spots where they're kind of the public darling as a favorite uh, playing against a team that no one's really taking. So we love the Browns. Let's let's do a facsimile of five. We love the Browns. I've kind yeah, of yeah. We would add we would add Titans in, and we could talk about that game again if you want. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I was, I was gonna get. I was gonna. That was gonna be my last one, but let's talk about it now. Yeah. Um, it's moved from six and a half to six. I'm not uncomfortable betting on Josh Dobbs. I'm not uncomfortable betting against the Jags in this spot for every bad look that the Titans had against the Cowboys. <laughs> that's how good the Jags have looked against equally bad teams during their streak, yeah. including they beat the Titans handily on the road, but the Titans were really injured and in bad shape defensively. I like a six point spread as an underdog for Mike Vrabel, who covers it a 70% clip as a dog of three or more in his career. I like a team that's now basically took a bye last week and is totally healthy. I like Josh Dobbs, who was serviceable against the Cowboys, having a chance to practice for two weeks with the first team. I like the I like the circumstances here. Yeah, and it's also that position the Jaguars have never been in before. This is going to be a legit playoff game, total playoff feel for this this matchup. And like you just said, the the variable factor is so huge to me. Like I get where people are coming from that they. They're not, they haven't been the same old Tennessee team these last couple of weeks, right? They, they just, they really disappointed, especially betters. Like I know some really smart groups that, you know, they've, they've, they've made a lot of money off Rabel these last couple of years, bent him when the public just kept undervaluing him as a coach and this defense. Um, and Tannehill was part of that too, right? Tannehill, that whole run with him and AJ Brown with Derrick Henry, that was a nice combo they had for those last three years. We saw them adjust this year. They really didn't have any passing game. And they were still covering these games. I mean, that middle of the season was crazy. I'll, I'll never forget it. I think it was week two. They got blown out by Matt Mitchell's Bills. I mean, the Bills steamrolled them in a primetime game. We go, all right, Tennessee is a joke. Like, they're going to be bad all year. And I think they won seven straight. Like, something crazy like that, where that's kind of the variable makeup of this team. And here we are sitting again where they're left for dead. I mean, every pro I talked to, they've come in on the seven. They came on the six and a half. They've come in on the six. Just makes sense they're going to be all betting this because I feel like Chad nailed it. Like the the Jaguars, they're the ones feeling the pressure. I feel like Tennessee team's going to have no pressure here, especially with variable coach of them. They're just – they are that team. And I would say if I didn't have such an emotional big bet, I mean, we could talk about hedging our position too here um, at the end of this, but it's one of these games where – I really do want to take Tennessee's money line. Like the math works out. It's profitable to take Rabel as a dog on the money line. Uh, he usually wins and covers, but I won't do it. Cause I do think the number's fair where it's like, this should be three and a half. So I'll take the number. And I assume the Jags will win by field goal. Well, that's what I have it modeled out at. And the biggest thing is the hedging chat. I don't know if you want to talk about that now. Yeah. This game shout out to our diehard fans who believed in it with us. The Jaguars, we talked about it all year. Only a couple of you guys bet it, and I got it. I I completely understand where people are coming from. Where it's just, well, we guys will see it this offseason. We're going to talk about teams that are gross, and it's impossible to really see it because you're just so tuned into what happened the year before and what you happened the, you saw the year before. But it all lined up like we had a second year QB, the first pick overall. We had a new head coach and a head coach that was light years better than the previous head coach, and a team with a ton of talent. So. 
Did we get lucky as hell that they happen to be in the AFC South? Yes. Any other division, they wouldn't have a chance at this point. But that was also the crazy part of the time we were talking about them at eight to one and nine to one to win this division. It was the Colts and Tennessee's division. Like you look back now, it's just crazy to think how high, even like listening back to our show, how funny it was us talking about uh, not that we were respected the Colts so much, but we understood why people were betting them, right? They just made sense. And that ugly, that ugly, ugly dog, that, that Jaguars team, they were just sitting there. Uh, so for hedging, this is the dream scenario. If you, you guys don't know exactly what a pro does, this is exactly what I'll do. I have tons of money invested, but we'll keep it simplized. We'll just as if I have one unit on it. So if you have one unit, let's just say eight to one, or you can do seven to one if people really want, if you got even worse of a number, but eight to one, it makes it simpler. So you bet 100, you win 800, right? That's how that works. You get something in that position, eight to one. The hedging, when you have a dog like you do with Tennessee at six and a half or six, you can take four units and put it on the six. And you're trying to have the dream scenario of the Jaguars win, but they win by under six. So you win both bets. You win them the division and you win your hedge because they cover the number. And I mean, to, off the top of my head, the, the, the best hedge I've ever seen ever play out was last year's Super Bowl. All these pros, these really smart guys all had the Rams for the Super Bowl. They had bet it all year. The Super Bowl came. What they do? They took the four. They took the three and a half with the Bengals. So right there, they were key. They're already covered on their hedge, and they won both bets. The Rams won outright by three. They won their hedge on the Bengals. So that's what, as a pro, I'm building a bankroll. That's what I do. If you're someone that just has high risk, you can do nothing. If you think the Jags are going to win, you can do nothing. I just would at least try to get your money back and play it safe and maybe put one or two units on the six and a half with Tennessee. Like that's just an easy way to make sure you get your money back and a little profit. Um, but I don't know. It's I always feel weird telling people exactly what to do their money, but that's what I do. Like I always take the middle hedge where I always try to get exactly my money back and halfway where it's like, no matter what, I'm either going to win 12 units or I'm going to win uh, whatever it works out to four units. It's just, I, I just try to always play that middle part where I'm always going to get money back instead of letting my money run. Uh, I'm listening to you and this is amazing and fascinating. And while you were talking about it, I had forgotten what I, how much money I put on the Jags to win the, the division. Uh, to win the division. So I was just checking it and I, I happened to put exactly the same amount on the Jags to win the division as I did on the Titans at plus six and a half. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, it's just, I always tell people, the people that always say like hedging's for losers, for suckers, that's just, that's like a stupid, like, oh, be a man kind of phrase where if you if you got the money to burn, yeah, don't hedge. Like who cares? But if you're like taking this serious, you want to learn how to build a bankroll, this is it. Like you literally are making these bets in August to set yourself up for a profit down the road to build up your bankroll. So um, it's just one of those things where we we talk all the time about taking positions and this is one of them that worked out. Now, I don't know if you want to do it. Our, I'm guessing we're going to do it next Tuesday. We'll do a full recap of that whole August show. About yeah, let's get through. Game. We got to get through yeah, this, uh, this regular season. Those regular and make sure it's official, official, right? Because like, you know, we had... The Bears under, Jets o, Jets under, Lions over. Uh, those were the three big ones, I think. We'll talk about all that next week once everything's paid out. I, I mean, like, two where we went one through seven for the NFC, AFC, and, like, 
Oh those yeah. Bets through that too. Yeah, totally. Bills. It sucks. You guys are getting the two seed, whatever it is. If the chiefs win this week, they get the one seed, but they have to let them play a neutral site. If it's bills chiefs in the conference championship game, they can't give the chiefs to me. They couldn't give the chiefs home field. That just does not feel right. Vice versa with the bills. So split it down the middle, let them play at a neutral site. Their fans can go 50, 50, whatever it is, fill it up. That to me is the fairest thing. Cause Yes, the Chiefs earned being the one seed. They played well all year. They were in arguably a tougher division, whatever you want to say. The Bills should not be punished for something completely out of their hands. So I've been thinking about it all the time because it is the most impossible scenario ever. To me, they were never going to play that game ever again. Once the Bills flew home, that was over. That game was over. They're never going to play that again. But hopefully since he wins this week, whatever it may be, so they can get that three seed, the Bills get the two seed, Chiefs get the one seed. Let them play on neutral field if they both make it. If not, if the Bills lose, they stumble, and they're not in the conference championship, yes, Chiefs can be the home team. But I do believe that's the only fair way where it's like it's such an out-of-this-world experience. There's no book on what to do here. That just seems fair. Give them a neutral site. They both deserve that. They're both the two best teams in the AFC. Can we talk about the Rams for a second? (laughs) Yeah. Again, we have no choice and we have to bet. We have to bet the Rams. Yeah, we don't like it. It it lines up with every scenario. It lines up with teams that have been blown out, being undervalued. It lines up with teams that had a big win, being overvalued. It lines up. And our seesaw team, good one week, bad the next, good one week. It lines up with teams potentially being eliminated versus teams (laughs) that are already out. Like, there's just no reason not to bet the Rams here. I hate it. (laughs) We can't. Can't help it. I mean, it's making me feel a little better though, knowing the numbers moved. It moved up the six and a half down to six, which is like, all right, good. At least, at least the pros are betting it with us because it was a little spooky there. Where I was just sitting there at six and a half. I'm like, why is this number not moving? Like that's same thing with Tennessee. It's like these numbers feel inflated just because of what happened last week. We're buying the value. It's just can me and Chad know the Rams guys have all booked their vacation. They're completely going to quit on this game. No, we can't. But we know the math works out. Now, the 60% spoiler. This is a spoiler game. This yeah. is a divisional rivalry. Can't help it, Chad. Like you said, we cannot help it. We have to bet the six and a half. It was contest six and a half. I'd bet it. Six might pause, but I'm still betting that, like, personally. I'd still take the six, but for contest plays, I'd want that half. I want that six and a half. This is likely Big Ball's better of the week. Really? Is this or one other game that is on my mind? Let's say we've got four games we've decided on right now. Browns at the lines that currently exist. Browns two and a half, Titans six, Rams six and a half, Lions four and a half. You feel good about those? I thought our big ball was going to be the Saints. I I was going to recommend. It makes me sick. I was going to recommend the Rams (laughs) or the Cardinals. All right. If I had to pick between the two, I'd 100% go Rams. Nobody wants to bet the Rams. That's true. Nobody in the public does. Wise guys do. But like to me, the Saints, neither of us feel strongly about the Saints. Like I lean Panthers. At I know. I feel like half. that's why it's the play where it's like, I just didn't really view that one as a great one. But it's like the more I'm thinking about it, it's just like, man, that that's going to take. It feels like the Bucks last week. It takes balls to go against Carolina as a dog. Carolina is a good team. It takes more balls to bet on the Rams at six and a half after what I we've seen. I 100% agree with that. Rams? Rams right. plus six and a half. And you're right. Denver's already shifted to minus two now. Yeah. I mean, that line's, you know. It so it's was, running it down. Increased juice at FanDuel at two and a half. So yeah. I, to, to be honest, at two and a half with the increased juice, I didn't bet it. 
I decided, you know what? No. Fuck it. I'm on the Broncos. I'm riding <laughs> yeah. with the Broncos. Let's ride, Broncos. That's just a great number if Herbert does play. I know. I know. I might have missed. I might have missed. I don't know. It's, sometimes it's so complicated, Simon. What do we think about we need to pick a fifth game? I promised the fans I wouldn't do the Colts. I had too many complaints. I won't do it. I won't do it. That was one of those I was going to make our big balls, but I'm not doing it, people. Relax. People just got real upset. They're like, but they've quit. I know. I, I've said they quit, and we won't do it. It's painful, though, because I do, I do love the Colts. But we'll stay away. We'll stay away. I think we got to do one of the two big spread games, either the Giants-Eagles or the Cardinals-Niners. <sighs> or the Sam Howell-led Commanders at plus seven. Couldn't run away faster from that game. Because I was like, I loved, I loved them, especially if it was going to be Heineke. But even when I heard they were going to do like a f- back and forth, like he'll play a couple snaps and then Sam was going to come in, I, I I, basically bought out positions at five and a half. I was just like, there's no way I'm letting this, them screw around. with Dallas, they want that game. Like I, I, the more I read, it seems like Dallas is like really actually playing that game straight where they want to win it because they still think they can get that one seed. So, or not the one seed, but win the division. Um, Giants or Arizona? Because it is a coin flip. I mean, I truthfully, I've only bet Arizona. I haven't bet the Giants yet. So I don't feel great about either of them, I'll be honest. Like the Giants, I feel great about the money line because I, I do think they could try to play spoiler. But it's also the fear of they, they really are going to sit everyone. And it's all I think mirage. they're going to sit everyone. You know, they, you they, they might already be prepping for the Vikings or they know that they're going to be facing or they're going to be facing the Eagles. So why show them anything? And there's no Hopkins. Though, you know that, right? For Arizona. Mm-hmm. Hopkins is sitting out. Mm-hmm. 14 is uh, just a big number. It's too big of a number in the NFL. That's We're going fair. with the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, we got it, I guess. It's the last week of the year. and This is just a massive number. When do you see a 14-point spread? <laughs> For it, like, it, it's rare. It, it feels different with the Giants than with the Cardinals. The Cardinals can let it all fly, right? And yeah. whereas like the the Giants have reason to hold back. All right, I'll be talked into it. Because like Cardinals. honestly, I've already bet the Cardinals. I took because I did think it was gonna come down. I, I'm with you. I think the 14's egregious. Like yeah. this this should be closer at 12 and a half, 13. Um just a little nerve-wracking has not moved. It just shows you the, the pros are kind of avoiding these big-ass spreads, I guess. Uh, I know one smart group that came in on the Eagles at 13 and 13 and a half, but that's it. Like, I don't know anyone else that's bet these games, really. Um, but I'll take I'll take you with the 14 with you, Chad. I'm going to put that down. Let's do it. Let's do it. So what five do you have marked? One more thing. You brought up uh, the player incentives – betting on those props. Uh, Action Network is working on the story right now. should be up by the end of the day. Uh, There's multiple people working on it, I am told, in real time. So. Uh, Quick up. I just got a message from uh, Matt Mitchell about a couple of listeners took the Bears, the first half I gave out. Yeah. Please buy out. I I refuse to have money on Nathan Peterman. Uh, I'll buy out on that. I took a bad number too. I think I took like, uh, four and a half or four with the Vikings. Obviously, the line had moved once the Peterman news came out. But, yeah, completely bought out of that position. It's a dead bet. I mean, I tried to get advantage. I thought it was going to be Justin Fields. Obviously, when that news came out, it wasn't him. The line moved. 
can't do it. Can't cannot bet on Peterman, uh, even a first half bet. So yeah, if you if you took it, I would buy out. I already did. Our five right now: Browns plus two and a half, Titans plus six, Rams plus six and a half, Lions plus four and a half, Cards plus fourteen, Foxhole, Browns plus two and a half, Titans plus six and a half. Exact is uh, is Simon says, exact decision: Broncos plus three and a half. Chose that on Tuesday. Big balls, Rams, six and a half. Scooch roulette. It all comes down to this week. Reminder, some people ask me on Twitter sometimes, can you explain the concept of Scooch roulette? Bob Scoochie, longtime Las Vegas casino executive. I've known the guy for 25 years. I wrote a book called The Odds in 1999 about guys who bet on sports for a living. I spent six months in Vegas was with professional bettors and with bookmakers. They were all sort of trying to beat each other in a game. And one of the bookmakers who I profiled was Bob Scucci, who was one of the bookmakers at the Stardust Hotel, which was the place making all the lines at the time, pre sort of internet days, right when the internet was becoming a thing. Uh, Scooch then came on and was with me on the podcast at ESPN for years, on the podcast here. He got elevated into bigger jobs, wasn't really following week to week what's happening in the lines anymore. But he and I played a game every week called Scooch Roulette where he picked a game and I picked a game and went head to head. Simon and I have brought that back to honor Bob Scucci and his contributions to the world of sports betting. So we go head to head all week, all season long, one game. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play Scooch Roulette. Simon, I think I won last week. You did. So I get to choose first, and I think we're tied. We are. This is for all, it's for all the marbles, unless we keep well, doing it in the playoffs. It's all the marbles right here. I am going to go with Jesus Christ. Uh, I think I'm going to go with – I can't believe I'm saying this, but I look at this and feel like the best value, best in it. I'm going with the Browns plus two and a half. Yeah, that's smart. I'll go, with, I'll go with our team, Tennessee. Give me plus six. I Wish came down to I came down to the Browns and the Rams. Yeah, I just I just knew coming into this week the Tennessee was gonna be one of my bigger bets. It's just no, that's uh, I can't help it. It's it's again, it's nothing personal, Jaguars. I love you guys, but just a good number. All righty. We did miss uh Tampa Bay and Atlanta on Tuesday. Someone pointed that out on Twitter as well. Yeah. I, I I, yeah, I, yeah. I sometimes I'm looking at the schedule on my screen and in the app, and sometimes they don't line up, and I think I missed the game. I was going to say, I, I'd already been up at that point for 18 hours, and Chad usually goes to bed at 8, so yeah. that, was a, that was a late show for the boys. Exactly. We were way <laughs> off on that day. Yeah. Um, I had to so, go back and listen because I didn't remember a thing I said on that show. It was the yeah. right time that happens. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I think I was asleep <laughs> midway through. The fact that I've already, I don't know, probably close to 50K now run out bet on Atlanta for most of these guys. So they like Atlanta. I'll take Atlanta with them. It just, it makes sense where they're coming from, right? Atlanta, they have a bunch of guys that are tryhards. They're going to play their starters. We expect Tampa not to play that many starters, them the rest. They rest a couple of key guys in their defense. Atlanta will be able to run it all over them. Like Atlanta still, still business as usual for this Falcons team. So kind of wanted to stay away from it because I was so pissed at them for burning us last week, but got to move on. It's a new week. Atlanta is the right side, so it won't be one of my five bigger bets, but I'm just going to follow the pros and bet Atlanta here. My dog likes your dog. 
Your dog likes my dog. Round robin. Round robin. Every time Evan Evan tweets out, it's been historically horrible now for nine weeks. Been in the underdog's money line. Whoever's still doing these with us, it's been brutal. We just keep getting these games, too. We're, like, leading with these dogs all game. They'll just lose at the very end. So we still cover, but it's not helping our money line round robins out at all. Four of the games I would take are the ones we bet. Yeah. Like Browns, Titans, Rams, Lions. I agree with all of them. The long-suffering Chicago Bear fans. Let's throw uh, Houston in there. The Bears can get the number one pick. The Texans, I think, have to lose. Texans, if Texans win, you guys lose. You get the number one pick. They're two and thirteen and one. You guys are yeah. three and thirteen. So they would yep. be. They would have whatever, half a win more than you guys. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll do that for Chad. Then we'll throw in Houston. Houston. Big Houston. One Houston. One fans. Houston, Browns, Titans, Rams, Lions, are the five for the money line round robin parlay. Love it. And if you hate, if you hate that bit, uh, the Houston pick, the Rams one, like Chad was saying, I, I love that one. All right. Browns are the foxhole at plus two and a half. Simon says is Titans plus six and a half. Exec decision. Remember, we said it on Tuesday. So we liked Browns plus three and a half. That line is now Browns minus two. Big balls, Rams plus six and a half. Scooch roulette. Titans plus six. Browns plus two and a half. Simon likes the Titans. Chad likes the Browns. Money line around Robin. Texans. Browns. Titans. Rams. Lions. We're good to go. This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. Producer is Matt Mitchell. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want, feedback as a gift. Listen all the way through. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.